Hello everyone and welcome to the best bachelor podcast you've never heard of. Brought to you by me, Zach Welchel. Man, that's not impressive. I could eat two pizzas <laughs> in one sitting. And Chris Portillo. I've never heard of Provo and I've never heard of Utah. This is the Batch Bros. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batch Bros. It's Listen to Your Heart, week three. We had some uh, some game changes this week. How are you doing this week, Chris? I'm doing well, Zach. Yeah, this week, finally, we we get to see some something different than what we've been seeing, and uh, I kind of like it. I actually really like it, um, and we're going to dive into that here later into the podcast, but yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where this show continues to go yeah absolutely uh so for those of you who either haven't watched this episode yet or are just following along with the podcast for whatever reason but not watching the show um this week we transitioned into uh a more bachelor style show into like a couple's american idol style show uh, so it's been kind of interesting and everybody kind of had to rush to couple up right at the beginning there. Chris Harrison, of course, came in and dropped about a minute monologue and said, if y'all ain't cuffed in the next half hour, get out of this house. So obviously that leads to some drama. Um, Chris, what did you think of the conversation that Gabe had to have with uh, Savannah? Yeah, I was, first of all, it was very uncomfortable for me. I was surprised when he said that, oh, I have to talk to go, I have to go talk to Savannah and figure this out. And then he goes and talk, sits down and, and then she's like, oh, hey, buddy, or something like that. I was oh, like, oh, she was she was kind of already in an emotional state because they yeah had s- still been trying to like figure out the whole Brandon Savannah Julia love triangle at that point. So she's in tears, and Gabe just kind of plops down next to her, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" You know. Yeah, Gabe could not have picked a worse time to kind of have <laughs> this talk that he wanted to have with her, and he has this talk and savannah basically friend zones him pretty hard and she took i feel like she took it harder than he did <laughs> um, if we're being honest which was uh just weird but but yeah oh, i know it right at the end of that conversation she was like yeah i, I just don't feel any uh romantic connection to you and he was like oh Thank you. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> I was like, dang man, that's uh this might be the most mature person I've ever seen. And it's like almost too much. Almost it was too, too it was too, way too much. Maybe my level of maturity is way below where it should be because his level of maturity made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, he was just like, Yeah, just thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah. I love how you friend zoned me. This is the best. 
um and then like shortly after that and it just almost felt like a a footnote or a side note ruby just kind of said oh well i was kind of here for gabe so guess i'm gonna peace out of here as well yeah she just yeah it was kind of quiet how she kind of just left she was just like all right i'm out she i didn't even seem like she wanted to if there was anybody else interested that she was interested in um she was yeah she was just like i'm out yeah i mean in all fairness some of the other couples were already uh pretty set you know together but yeah but i mean that didn't stop uh that didn't stop gabe that didn't stop julia so yeah that's true you gotta shoot your shot i suppose but yeah so she left really quietly didn't seem like she even said goodbye to anybody she's just like all right i've had enough in my week and a half here yeah So, not a ton of drama there. Um, but then shortly after, of course, we have the Julia, Savannah, Brandon love triangle kind of coming to the forefront again. And so, Julia, for whatever reason, just decided to take it upon herself to go talk to not just Brandon, but savannah she just goes and takes savannah aside and the conversation that followed that was just it was something else yeah i mean just a disclaimer to everyone listening this whole podcast i'm just going to be uh, just hating on uh julia for the most part (laughs) because i was so frustrated the whole night and and we'll dive more deep into that as we kind of go along but but yeah she has a sit down with uh with savannah and she and then at one point she says i felt like you were attacking me in this conversation and if you watch the the conversation in no way did that ever come across as what really happened and i i mean i'm just getting frustrated just even thinking just rec- recollecting all of what just happened tonight with julia so yeah ah uh, yeah i i can't i can't julia really did steal the show tonight and especially in that conversation she started off by saying she started off by saying i feel like everything that you're doing is disingenuous and uh, essentially I think that you're a terrible person. I wish that you would get away from my man, Brandon. She's like, you turned the PDA up zero to a hundred real quick. And yeah, somehow she was trying- she's the one being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. And she was trying to come off as if she wasn't interested in Brandon anymore, as if she wasn't interested in him, as she pointed out so many times that, 24 hours ago they were talking about what their relationship could be and then all of a sudden oh she she has no more feelings for him and and saying that savannah's fake and all this and that and so i'm not here for it 
<laughs> and so we have we had two dates this week. We started out with uh, Danny and Becca, and their date was about as awkward as you can get. Yeah, that that day was hard to watch. Number one, Danny's shirt. If you saw it, it had a bunch of skulls on it. It was just nasty. Um, <laughs> I think I almost threw up when I saw it. Number two, when they were in the pool together, they went in for a kiss. And I'm surprised they didn't throw up after seeing that because that was just bad too. Um you know, Becca was saying that Becca was saying that, you know, it takes more time for her to build a connection. Um and yeah, I just it didn't seem like it was there for them. Um, or maybe it was just Becca was just kind of guarded and was you know, move moved slower in her relationship and so she wasn't there with uh Danny yet, and that's completely fine. But it seems like Danny was maybe moving fast at a faster pace than she was. So yeah, it, it was just pretty uncomfortable date for sure. Yeah, definitely pretty hard to watch. I really had high hopes for that date as well. Cause they had kind of just been in the background the first couple of weeks. And so I was hoping that their relationship would just kind of blossom during that date and we'd get to see a better side of them and really get to see their talents at the concert later. But yeah, it was, it was cringy at best on that date. Yeah. Yeah. Which was sad because before their date, I was like, man, I mean, I was reading tweets on Twitter and people were like, who are Becca and Danny? And then all of a sudden they go on a date and, and I was like, Oh, maybe we get to find out, you know, how this uh, date progress or how this couple progresses. And then, yeah, it just all hits the fan as soon as it starts <laughs> with that shirt. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously the shirts doing. Yeah. Uh, so then we have a second date, and it's kind of weird how this was edited, I felt like, because it kind of just started with them, like, walking out. There was no, like, date card scene. There's no like build up or anything. They're just like, oh yeah, Ryan and I are on a date. This is Natasha, of <laughs> course. And we're going to uh this was it a the House of Blues? A blues club of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the House of Blues. Where they met up with uh Chris Lane and his wife Lauren, who's been part of uh the Bachelor series. Yeah, so she was uh, back on Ben Higgins' season and fellow Hoosier myself or ourselves. We really had a rooting interest in that season. Uh, obviously, that didn't quite work out for Ben, but good for her. Looks like she's happy. Yeah, for sure. And she's married to a successful country artist. So, yeah, she's killing it. Yeah. Um, so that date, well, not a very high bar, but was certainly better than the first date of the night. Yeah, I had actually even completely forgotten about 
the whole Natasha and Trevor drama that I was complaining about so much last week. <laughs> and I, I was just like, oh, yeah, this date is going well. And yeah, the, yeah, it seems like they're building a good relation or connection. And so, yeah, I had no complaints. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it seemed kind of, they kind of just threw it in there real quick. But for the most part, it seemed to just be a pretty decent date. Yeah. And they uh, got to kind of figure out their chemistry on stage a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the makeout session backstage was far less cringy than last week. So really all yeah. the fronts that we were uh, kind of attacking Natasha on last week, she's really kind of brought those walls down for us a little bit. Yeah, she's mellowing out. Now, I don't think we'll have the same thing happen with Julia. <laughs> Julia's just kind of ramping it up week over week. Yeah. She's entirely the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, so from there, the second hour of the show was entirely just concert. And mm-hmm. what I didn't realize at first was that the concert was at the mansion. I thought that they they were somehow like going off site and performing somewhere. But no, there's like this mob of people that just kind of flocked in out of nowhere. Yeah. Almost looked like they should have had pitchforks and torches, but (laughs) they all just kind of file into uh, the mansion's courtyard and the concert's right there. I just don't feel like that really gives you any sort of rest because you can't, um, you can't really break away from your performance life and your home life because your home life is at this mansion and now your performing life is at this mansion and your love life is at this mansion. So there's really no escape, no rest for you. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I actually didn't even, yeah, I didn't even notice that they were still at the mansion. But I mean, it almost makes a little sense just because, you know, they're performing for the first time and you know, the the Bachelor producers aren't going to dish out some money on getting a, a nice venue um, if things are going to go south. And so good. that was probably smart planning on their part to say, hey, we're just going to do this. Yeah, for sure. So as low budget as the venue and all that was, they actually managed to get a few decent uh, celebrity judges on there. Uh, the first was a couple, obviously, from Bachelor Nation. This is JoJo and Jordan. Um, so Bachelor Nation, I'm sure, excited to see them. Then we had Jason Mraz, Mr. A to Z, as Chris Harrison called him. <laughs> and then we had Kesha. So maybe people that I was more excited to see because... Uh, it's kind of, I guess you could say my generation. Those are the, the people I was listening to in high school. Kesha was really big. Jason Mraz was blowing up at that point. Yeah, I mean, I was excited to see Jason. Um, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, we're, we kind of grew up with him when he was pretty huge. And, and then Kesha, I guess I had never actually seen Kesha because um, at first I was like, who was that? And I thought, 
that looks like Jay, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, <laughs> I was like, what's J-Law doing in here? Um, but, eh, I mean, I don't know if anybody else out there agrees with me in that comparison, but, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. I think I was more transfixed by the chain dangling from her fingernails. That really tripped me up. I like couldn't focus on a word she was saying. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I liked all that that was going on with the the chain and then the tattoo on the palm of her hand. It was pretty 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 psychedelic. Yeah, I, I don't think that I'm ready to say that it's good or bad, but it really tripped me up. I'm still shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we start off that concert with Rudy and Matt, who were, I think, maybe a, a dark horse couple in my mind. They didn't really have yeah. much of a shot. They were kind of just two crazies that somehow ended up together. But here they are, you know? Yeah, they really brought it together and made it work and actually went really well, I thought. Um, I was like, pleasantly surprised how well they did and um i was like oh this might actually be a thing that actually might work out and they sound pretty pretty good so yeah it was definitely a dark horse for sure yeah i mean they sound amazing in my opinion i just i couldn't see them kind of getting their act together with how rocky everything started but man good for them yeah yeah, so they they actually sang a Sean Mendez song, which doesn't seem like either of their styles either. <laughs> but man, it, it was really good. Yeah, I yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And so up next on the set list, we had uh, Chris and Bree, who performed "Beyond" by Leon Bridges, and again, a, a pretty solid performance. And I think they were one of the few couples where uh, no one was holding an instrument, which I felt like kind of allowed for more int- intimacy on stage and that sort of thing. Yeah. The Now, people might hate me for this. Now, I really, I really enjoyed their set, um, but I feel like Chris needs to wor- work on his stage presence a little bit more. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I don't know how much experience he has being on stage, but just felt, and, you know, obviously you're trying to connect with the person you're singing with and that might be something new for him as well. So it was, it felt like that needed a little bit of work, but besides that, yeah, fantastic. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. I, I think I could feel that as well. And it almost seemed like Brie was kind of trying to make up for it the way that she was turning back to the crowd and I think it was, was it Jordan or was that Jason Mraz that kind of picked up on that? He was like, are you trying to uh, connect with him or are you trying to connect with us? Yeah, I think that was Jason that might have said that. Yep. So, yeah, all in all, pretty good performance. And then... Yeah, they can't all be winners. And next we had uh, Becca and Danny, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who performed Ho Hey by the Lumineers. 
and this really upset me because I, I kind of like the Lumineers. And I kind of like oh, this song. Man. And yeah. man, was it just, well, it just wasn't right. Yeah, it was, you know, at the end, the, the judges uh, said that they had been, you know, they were pretty much just friend zoned each other. And well, it was really just Becca friend zoning Danny. But yeah, it was, it was not the, not the best. Yeah, not not exactly a bright spot there. Uh, so moving right along, we won't spend too much time on that one because, oof. Uh, next we had I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick, which was performed by Brandon and Savannah. I never knew that this song was by Cheap Trick. I used to have a, my first, like, um, Walkman that I had just had a cassette of Cheap Trick in it and so I, I could probably <laughs> sing you uh, the song Dream Police from memory still but yeah I had no idea that that was Cheap Trick yeah I, I, I didn't either and that I didn't think that yeah set went that great either you know the judges didn't seem to feel huge connection coming off from Savannah and yeah, that was, and of course, that just fueled uh, Julia. Um, <laughs> and she, I mean, she's just insane. So, yeah, it was a rough night for, for them too. And which, you know, as is probably going to play a factor later as Brandon, you know, he was unsure about Savannah because of that, of what the judges were saying. Um, so, yeah, that was not the best. Yeah, I think that was the first time that I actually saw Brandon just kind of leaking confidence. Just, yeah. Yeah, every other step of the way, it seems like he has been entirely sure of himself, almost to the point of cockiness. And uh, as Natasha put it, he's a playa playa. <laughs> and people are, people are actually, you know, I was on Twitter, people were really uh, hating on Brandon. They're like, I don't see why people like Brandon. I don't know. They were just really anti-Brandon on, on Twitter. So, I mean, the guy just can't make up his mind trying to string everybody along. This is true. Can't, yeah, this is Jake true. Jake can eat it too. Yeah. Um, so then we have uh, the other side of that love triangle. And next we had Julia uh, with Sheridan. And they sang As Long As You Love Me by the Backstreet Boys. I did not think that I was going to enjoy that. I'm not a real big boy bands guy, but I feel like Sheridan really pulled that off. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't enjoy it because of the fact of how much I just really dislike Julia. Uh, she fake. She been complaining that Savannah's fake but she went up there and faked this whole you know facade of her and Sheridan are you know the best and um and she just really is excited for to see where things are going with them miss me miss me with that like she <laughs> fake I'm not here for it I was just mad the whole time and then part of that dislike is just pouring over to 
to Sheridan because my dislike for Julia has already reached the limit. So now it has to just pour out and it's, and it's just pouring out to Sheridan. So I dislike him with association of Julia. That is just flat wrong, man. I mean, Julia obviously was faking it. And that's one thing. She's going through a rough time. Yeah, I still think that the jury is out on her. But Sheridan is America's new sweetheart. Pass. Ryan going to the dark side. Pass. Now, I will say (laughs) this about Sheridan. He does have a pretty cool uh, forest tattoo on his right arm. I did like that. Oh, yeah, that tree band that's like around his forearm. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I I was just shocked that that song went remotely well, let alone kind of blew everybody away. So Yeah, I was – yeah, people were like uh, – just like standing up and waving their arms. I was like, sit down. I, I was, I was so upset. Sheridan killed it. Julia's a really good faker. Yeah. She's a great actress. She should be in Hollywood instead of trying to become an artist. Amen. (laughs) Uh, So next on the set, we had Ryan and Natasha and they performed stay by Rihanna. Another excellent song and their performance i feel like i can only describe as steamy at least while i'm keeping it pg-13 yeah i thought they killed it their vocals were were fire their performance was fire you know yeah it was steamy it was awesome uh yeah i was like this yeah I was like, this is this is really good. I completely forgot. I, at that point, I had forgiven Natasha for all that she had said about my boy Trevor last week um, just because that just went so well. Yeah, last week for Natasha just feels so long ago. Yeah. Natasha, if I said anything uh, bad about you last week, forgive me. I was totally wrong. You're a real nice lady. Natasha, if I ever said anything bad last week, I was right last week, and I'm right this week. (laughs) But you've redeemed yourself. Yes. Yeah, so... I'm back back on Team Natasha. Definitely. The whole... The grand entrance, Ryan kind of in his sweet spot behind the piano... The both of them on the yeah, and you, bench. Man, it was yeah, just, and you had to kind of almost feel bad for Ryan a little bit when the judges were critiquing um, <laughs> them both since they kind of, you know, they said that Natasha was just incredible. And, I mean, as an artist, you don't want to hear that you're just, like, kind of, like, second string. But, but, yeah, they still did a really good job. Man, Jason Mraz pulled no punches on that one. Like, first of all, that's not a song that's for Ryan. Ryan's got this, like, John Mayer vibe. He probably doesn't have that sort of range. So that was definitely more in Natasha's style, is in her wheelhouse. And Jason Mraz is like, you're basically holding her down. 
She's going to spread her wings and fly, and you just got to kind of hang on because you're just okay. (laughs) Jason Mraz freaking murdered Ryan on the stage. Yeah. In front of God and everybody. Yeah. So last up, uh, we had Jamie and Trevor. And Jamie had just been freaking out the entire night. And, of course, the editors kind of had something to do with this, but it made it seem like she was going to have just a meltdown before going on stage and that she wasn't going to be able to perform and that she was just going to completely just ruin the whole thing, ruin Trevor's chances. But she pulls it together at the seemingly last second. And again, I'm sure the edit had something to do with that. And they performed I Could Use a Love Song by Maren Morris. Yeah, and she actually did have a meltdown during the rehearsals. She just couldn't, couldn't get the, the lyrics down. And, and so she, yeah, she had this complete meltdown. And I, I mean, I, I thought that she wasn't going to be able to pull through when it came to the, the actual performance. But yeah, I thought they did a, a really good job. They connected very well. That's another one of those, you know, couples that I wasn't sure where that was going to go. Um, but yeah, you know, Trevor's seemed like he was very supportive to all you Trevor haters out there. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, all of you were wrong. So, and Trevor I was is- right. Trevor is certainly back in my good graces after that. And it, it was pretty obvious that Jamie was kind of using him as a both a physical and emotional anchor because she would just kind of reach out and grab onto him while the performance was ongoing and just kind of use him as like the the anchor on stage. So, and he he played that part really well. And two of them had a pretty solid performance. Yeah, I also have to say this about all the performances tonight. Um, For the most part, the women dressed very well, uh, you know, for an actual performance, whereas the guys, I felt, they, I didn't feel like, well, except for Chris, he he went out there and wore a suit. But, I mean, this was in the jazz club that we were performing at, (laughs) so... So, but besides Chris, everybody felt like they were just in their everyday loungewear. And I was like, what is this? Like, I mean, these tries, these guys trying to go get big, you know, you got to dress the part. So, <laughs> no. Oh, you know what I just realized? What's that? Chris, Mr. Full Button Up every week. He had like uh-huh. three buttons undone. Oh, bro, he had he had half the shirt unbuttoned. I was like, bro, if you're going to have that many buttons unbuttoned, you got to shave that chest. Nah, man, chest hair is back. I, I suppose. I mean, I, I mean, I, I rock it too. I mean, I guess I can't be hating because when I unbutton a bunch of buttons, I'll be showing off that hair too. But I don't know. I just felt like I felt he, he's got the body for shaved chest uh a shaved chest whereas like me 
I kind of need the hair to kind of cover up some of my extra <laughs> extra weight, you know. Man, I was about to say, if you buttoned your shirt up all the way, fully buttoned, you'd still have a, a nice little forest thicket <laughs> just kind of poking out the top there. Yeah, I know. I try, I try trying to, to connect to your good. beard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's trying all the time, and I try to shave as much as I can, but sometimes, you know, especially during this quarantine, and nobody's seeing it, so you just got to let it grow. It's a whole, it's just a highway all the way from my, my beard to just my legs. <laughs> That's a good save. <laughs> <laughs> you could yeah. probably just even yeah. edit that out. <laughs> when life gives you uh, a forest, unbutton your shirt. That's, that's what <laughs> I learned tonight. Yeah. Um, Moving right along, though. Uh, next, we had the the rose ceremony after all, that whole concert, and uh, I noticed that nobody got changed, which makes me think that they <laughs> went like straight inside, and they're like, "Here we go, judge's decision, it's in." Yeah, it feel I felt like uh, Chris Harrison's like I'm trying to do. You know, I'm just trying to wrap this up, man. I'm just, I got, I got paid and we're just moving right along. And so, and, and especially because they had Chris Harrison working overtime, he was having to uh, pass out the roses for the first time. So it was well, a, that, unprecedented. Yeah, that, and he, uh, he actually had to say more than listen to your heart this week. He had a solid 250 words. Yeah, they they made him work for his money to uh this episode. Absolutely. I thought that he was actually going to physically pass out the roses, which seemed really awkward to me. I'm glad they didn't yeah. go that route. Yeah. But yeah, so we uh we ended up seeing you know, it was obvious that it was going to come down to um Savannah and Brandon, Danny and um becca becca i always forget her name and then also julia and sheridan and then yeah we see uh, julia and sheridan get their rose and ends up that uh danny and becca just didn't uh get enough didn't make it for the judges cuts and so end up going home yeah it's really it wasn't a big surprise to see danny and becca have to pack it up this week you know brandon and savannah maybe also didn't have a super strong performance but at least they're kind of into each other so maybe that saved it a little for bit. now <laughs> for now yeah. yeah yeah with the way that brandon and julia are going about this whole thing it could it could change at any moment oh it's all going down next week for sure how so? I mean, you How saw you it in the, pre in the previews. They showed that uh, um, Julia and Brandon have another talk, and then and then Savannah and Brandon have another talk where Savannah's crying. And I mean, it's it's gonna get figured out next week for sure. And if it doesn't, then I I'm gonna go insane. I thought I was already insane with this quarantine, but 
if I see Julia just complain all episode next week, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lose it. Oh, she's so wishy washy too. She's like, yes. Oh, you know, me and Sheridan just have this connection, but she also just can't get over the whole Brandon thing. And every moment it seems like is trying to uh, sabotage Savannah in some way. So yeah, it's getting old quick. And next week, I mean, blow it up. Let's get her out of here. <laughs> For sure. Because I don't even know who who I could see even going home next week um, out of the group. If it's not uh, Julian Sheridan. Yeah, everybody's pretty solid aside from those two couples. And, you know, it could just end up that they end up sending themselves home. But what yeah. fun is that? <laughs> yeah, the producers won't let that happen. <laughs> yeah, I almost thought that Savannah was going home for a second this week, but luckily the producers reeled her back in and said, Oh, Brandon's not so bad. And you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up the Batch Bros recap of the week. Brought to you by nobody, but feel free to sponsor it. <laughs> yeah for real if you want to fill our piggy banks let us know and we'll yeah. give you a shout out shout out to my bank account Alrighty, moving on all right for this next segment folks we're gonna see what the famed internet has to say let's read some tweets this girl agrees i cannot believe i'm watching listen to your heart but i will admit julia is a trash but person sheridan deserves better <laughs> oh this just in chris and brie are singing taylor swift next week so that should be good Oh, yeah, they're going to sing Lover. I noticed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one says, if ABC is determined to do another season of hashtag listen to your heart, can Jason Mraz host and just tell all of the contestants that they aren't talented at all? <laughs> now, I, that's, now, I feel like there actually are some pretty talented people on the show. Oh, absolutely. And even the person that he said was the least talented, Ryan is very yeah. talented yeah i'd like i'd be interested to see how talented this person is that said that <laughs> i think he just likes that J jason mraz was just hating on people yeah now it's this person the here that you'd expect yeah. from jason mraz yeah now this person here said so Bachelor came out with a TV show called Listen to Your Heart, where people fall in love and sing, and it would be so much cooler if the people were bad singers. And that'd actually be kind of funny. <laughs> they were pretty bad. Honestly, yeah. That just made me imagine like myself back in my single days trying to make it through this show. 
What a train wreck that would be. <laughs> uh, this one is <laughs> Julia. I would never fake my emotions like some people here. It makes me sick. Julia, <laughs> 10 minutes later. <laughs> she's just doing the whole, oh man, just faking it with Sheridan. Honestly, great performance. Yeah, good for her. I secretly love Bat Bleep Crazy Rudy and Matt. Hashtag listen to your heart. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, Get Monet 4 says, Chris Harrison, hey, would you want to be a judge on this new show called Listen to Your Heart? Everyone except JoJo, Jordan, and Kesha. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got uh, they got Rachel and Brian for next week. It looked like. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. Now, uh, Kaylin Lanius says, "So Brandon from the New Bachelor show, listen to your heart, messaged me two years ago, and I didn't message him back. Sad face. Mm. Misconnections. Yeah." <laughs> this uh casey carps says i'm watching the new bachelor listen to your heart and all it's doing is giving me flashbacks to all the men who have tried to play guitar for me and then it's a picture of this man smoking what seems to be 43 cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) all right i think we got room for one more in here all right sounds good this isn't going to make sense to everybody but there has been a lot of tweeting about julia having the same energy as um uh, what's her name from jessica yes yes there's been a lot of tweets about Julia having the same energy as Jessica from Listen to Your Heart. And honestly, gotta agree. I didn't watch all of uh, Love is Blind, but the way she did the one dude that was really into her, it feels very reminiscent of the whole Sheridan Brandon situation. Oh, for sure. And you definitely need to finish that if you haven't finished it. I mean, I've seen the beginning and I kind of caught the end while my wife was watching it. So oh, okay. I got the gist. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Middle part's not important. <laughs> well, this has been Listen to the Tweets. It's time for Zach's cringiest moment of the night. Lay it on us, Zach. All right, all right. So this week I got to start with an honorable mention, and that is Jason Mraz absolutely annihilating Ryan on stage in front of everybody. Man, it was like watching a Mack truck drive through a fruit stand. Just a mess. Just 
pulp everywhere. Nothing Good survived. for him. <laughs> All right. So that's, yeah, as I said, the honorable mention of the week. Now, on to the real big yike of the week. Not sure how familiar everyone is with uh, some of the stranger rules of baseball. However, there's a rule that says if the ball gets past the catcher on a strike three, you can still attempt to run to first, even though you've struck out. I feel like that's kind of what happened with our guy Danny this week. He's been kind of following it off, got a couple little smooches in there with Becca, and suddenly he tries to go in for one more good one, which in my eyes is him, you know, trying to sprint that out to first, trying to beat the throw. And as we all saw, did not pan out for him. As the great Hawk Harrelson, previously of the broadcast booth of the Chicago White Sox, may say, he gone. But hey, that's my big yike of the week. Well, thanks. Oh. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Batch Bros this week. Uh, stay tuned. Next week promises to be filled with even more drama, even more excitement. And uh, if we have any luck, a few people going home. <clears throat> Julia. Yes. And maybe just a hint of uh, musical talent as well. Chris, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan and Natasha continue to develop their relationship. I'm actually really excited for Ryan. Um, I've been team Ryan since the beginning. Um, I'm excited to hear some more of Trevor and see how that relationship progresses. But yeah, I also just want to say thanks to all our listeners out there. Um, as you all know, we're out on the Apple podcast now. And so feel also just uh, feel free to share and uh, like our Instagram page. So we're trying to trying to get big folks. Absolutely. Rate and subscribe. Uh, definitely leave a review on Apple podcasts. It shows up a little bit easier there. Uh, but yeah, it gives only five stars or else yeah, don't only review. five stars review only five star reviews. If you have a problem with us, DM us or uh, just come see us in person when the, uh, the travel ban is lifted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check us out. Spotify, Apple podcasts, leave some reviews, hit us up on Instagram. The handle is batch bros underscore C as in cat and Z is in zebra. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs>